Well, hello everybody and welcome back. This is our daily devotional for Thursday, November 23rd, 2023. And for those of you who are in the United States, happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Happy Thanksgiving. I don't know what you think about Thanksgiving and, and what comes to mind for you. For some people, it's Turkey Day. For some people, it's a football day. For some people, it's about gluttony and, and that sort of stuff. I always find it ironic that it's followed by Black Friday, right? Where we come together on Thanksgiving. We're supposed to stop, take the time to give thanks for all the things that God has given us, the abundance that we have, and then go trample somebody the next day for a $9 toaster or whatever it may be. Though I will say this, Black Friday, y'all, it ain't what it used to be. And I was in there with the best of them, right? I, remind me sometime to tell you my, my Christmas miracle story about getting a Nintendo Wii. Don't worry, I won't say it on here. My wife would kill me. But anyway, yeah, wonderful things, right? Um, come to mind when I think of Thanksgiving. Always think back to family, spending time with family. Um, you know, enjoying time together and seeing all sorts of family members that you never normally see. Um, Right now, in fact, and, and it is when I'm when I'm recording this, it's still raining outside. I'm actually recording this on uh, on Tuesday, um, for Thursday, because I'm leaving tomorrow. But when I'm recording this, it is raining outside, and I think it's 39 degrees. And I mean, it's just it's miserable. But we need the rain, and hopefully, it's helping to put out this forest fire a couple of counties over um, the, the south of us. But I heard that it was at 20% containment and eight thousand acres burned but jokingly um, on some of the local pages people have been complaining about all the smoke and that kind of stuff and what I wanted to put on there is it's very clear that y'all didn't go to grandma's house for Christmas during the 80s right where the smell of Marlboro and Winston you know just wafting through the air kind of thing but but even that I look back on with such fondness and um, the one time of the year she'd get out the ashtrays that kind of thing and there's a lot of cultural trappings to Thanksgiving. And, and that's a problem, right? Uh, because we can turn the day into something that it's never meant to be. And even what I just said, we can turn Thanksgiving into a day, but instead it's about so much more. Let's pray. And then we'll, uh, we'll dig into God's word and see what it has to say about Thanksgiving. Let's go to the Lord. Our God and our Father, we thank you for this time that you have given to us. And I praise you for everybody that's here. Maybe they're going to see this on Thanksgiving. Maybe it'll be Friday. Maybe they won't see it at all. That's your business. But I'm glad to have this time. And I pray that we would take your word to heart as we consider what it truly means to be people characterized by thanks and thanksgiving and gratitude. So please, work in our hearts and guide us now. And we pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Take your Bibles and turn with me to Psalm 107. As I said yesterday, we're not going to be in Acts today, right? We're focusing just on Thanksgiving. So Psalm 107 is where we are today. And I should mention, as you are turning there, that this is the last time that we're going to be together until uh, January the 15th. So... I hope that you enjoy your break from, from daily devotionals. I, I, I love y'all. I love spending time with you. I, I start getting kind of an itch thing, right? Where the closer I get to resuming, I'm, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to go. But it is a lot of work and I do need the break. And y'all need a break from me. So it works out for everybody. But keep that in mind. Psalm 107 is where we are today. This is a Psalm of Thanksgiving. Right? And no, not Thanksgiving, the national American holiday. No, Thanksgiving in general. And what does it say 
Verse 1, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say this, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south. And we're going to stop right there because from there, he's going to go into talking about specifics. Verse four, those who wandered in the desert. Verse five, they were hungry. They were thirsty. Verse six, they cried out to the Lord and he delivered them. Then in verse 10, right? Some sat in darkness, in deepest gloom. Some were subjected to bitter labor, verse 13. Verse 15, let them give thanks to the Lord for what? For his unfailing love, right? And then it continues on to talk about, verse 23, others went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants in the mighty waters. He stilled the storms, right? It goes on and on about all the different ways that God is faithful. And therein, for this Thanksgiving Day devotion, I think it's good to draw our attention back to the source of what our thankfulness ought to revolve around. See, our being thankful should revolve around God being faithful. Our being thankful should be based on God being faithful and the understanding that he always is. When you go back and look at historical expressions of, of Thanksgiving, and I was quickly corrected, the first Thanksgiving was in Virginia, but even when you look at the Pilgrims' first Thanksgiving, right up in Plymouth Rock, they had endured such hardships. When you rewind back to the Psalms and look at all the different things that these people went through, definitely they went through very, very difficult times, but they stopped and they thanked God. Why? Because even in the most difficult of times, especially in the most difficult times, God is faithful. And why is that? Well, the first reason we're given to, to give thanks to the Lord is right there in verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Y'all, it's become almost a saying in our society where God is good all the time and all the time God is good. And that's true. But don't let this concept become trite or overused in your heart. Do you take the time? This past Sunday, I asked you a question. I asked if you take the time to dwell on eternity, to really think about what heaven's going to be. Um, I would encourage you in light of what we just read, do you take the time to consider God's goodness? How everything he does all the time is always good. This is not just about gathering a piece of knowledge for the sake of what's in your noggin kicking around. This goes to the very core of evaluating life itself. You see, with the understanding that God is good, that ought to affect the way that you and I view the different circumstances of our lives, shouldn't it? When we face hardship, when we face times of trouble, again, verse after verse after verse describing those sorts of situations and how God is always faithful. But as we consider what we go through, one of the things that the devil does is try to convince us that God isn't really good. You know, for all of his tricks, he's not very original. Go back to the Garden of Eden. What did he try to do with Adam and Eve? 
when he was tempting Eve, he tried to convince her that God's word wasn't really true. But at the core of that is that God isn't really good. You remember, we won't turn back there, but if you went to Genesis 3, you could read all about how when the serpent said, hey, did God really say you couldn't eat from these trees? And she said, no, he just said that we couldn't eat from this tree because when we do, we'll die. And you remember what the serpent said? Basically, it was the equivalent of, God knows you will not surely die, but instead, God doesn't want you to eat this because he knows that when you do, you'll be just like him. So simultaneously, the serpent, the devil, took on the power of God's word, the truth of God's word, right? But also at its core, the basic goodness of God. And the devil's going to try to do that with you too. doesn't matter what you face. Because y'all, we can be tempted to be angry with God. We can be tempted to say to God, well, I've been faithful. I've been, is this the way that you're going to treat me? What about you being president of my life? Aren't you supposed to fill in the blank? No, no, no. You see, when we forget God, that's the kind of thing that we do. Because when we forget God, we forget about his goodness. That he's the giver of every good and perfect gift that he's not the author of evil, according to James, but instead, he is good all the time. And as evidence of that, that alone should be enough cause for you and I to offer thanksgiving. But if you needed further evidence, the rest of verse 1 really goes a step further with this goodness, saying that not only for he is good, it says his love endures forever. And y'all, what a, what a powerful thing this is. We live in this time, and, and recently I, I wrote a wedding, which I'm going to be doing very soon here, and I talked about the nature of love itself and how so much of love in our modern context comes down to romance, it comes down to emotions, it's something you fall in of or out of, and, and, and it's just based on how you feel. That's not love. Love is what you do. And God, in dealing with us, people who reject him, people who say, no, 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 God, I'd rather do it my way instead of your way, even though you're the creator, even though you're all-powerful, even though you're the almighty God, I think I'm just going to do it my way instead. His love endures forever. That means he never stops loving his children. What a marvelous concept. And the fact that he is the creator of the universe, seated on high in all of his majesty, and yet he has that affection for his people. How is this possible? Well, spoiler alert, it's possible through his son, Jesus Christ. His son, even though we are not perfect, his son was perfect, and he laid down his life for us, his people so that we are loved for the sake of the Son. God loves us for the sake of Jesus Christ. And that love never, ever stops. I tried to tell you already, right? Satan will do everything he can to try to convince you that God isn't really good. Satan will also do everything he can to convince you that God doesn't really love you and that his love doesn't endure forever. He does that through focusing on your sin. There's a reason he's called the accuser, right? There's this saying, and I don't know who the first one to say it was, but I love it, that even though Satan knows your name, he calls you by your sin. But God, who knows your sin, calls you by your name. 
He knows your sin, but he calls you by your name. That's because his love endures forever. Don't listen to the devil when he questions these things. Because if you question the goodness of God, if you question that God's love endures forever, then you won't give thanks to the Lord. And that's a problem. Because we, of all people, are the ones that are supposed to be thankful. And in being thankful, what does this mean? Is this just an emotion? Is this just sentiment? Is this just us taking extra time to pray? All of those things are good. To have a sense of devotion to God, to love Jesus Christ is absolutely necessary. To want to spend time with the Lord is fabulous. But y'all, the application of thanksgiving is not just the welling up of thankfulness in your heart. We tend to be so self-centered that we think or that we think that Thanksgiving is really all about us and how we feel and how we ought to feel towards God. But according to Psalm 107, Thanksgiving isn't about how we feel, just like love isn't about how we feel. Thanksgiving is exhibited in what we do, just like love is exhibited in what you do. Why do I say this? Because in light of, of God being good, in light of his love enduring forever, in light of the command to give thanks, to have hearts full of thanksgiving, verse 2, it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Y'all, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you have been redeemed from the hand of the foe. What that means is you have been snatched back from the flames. You were a child of perdition. And instead, because of Jesus Christ and his work on the cross, God claimed you to be his own. You have been redeemed by the blood of Christ if you are trusting alone in him for your salvation. And so the calling in light of that is thankfulness, but the expression of thankfulness and listen to me, because this is your devotional thought for this Thanksgiving Day, 2023. The expression of thankfulness is not just how you feel. The expression of thankfulness is in what you do, and that the redeemed of the Lord are to say so. We're to declare God's love. We are to declare his goodness, his love that endures forever. We're to declare this redemption that we have in him. It's the greatest deal in the history of deals. Where Jesus died on the cross and took the wages of sin he didn't earn. The wages that you and I earned. And instead of him being, being not subject to death due to sin because he was righteous, all of his righteousness was placed on his people. And all of his people's sin was placed on him. And our response to that should be gratitude. Our response to that should be thanksgiving. And ultimately, that thanksgiving can't be kept to ourselves. You got to spread it. You got to show it. Where? Start with yourself. You know that old hymn, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One, Count Your Many Blessings, See What God Has Done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. You remember that one? I do. I remember seeing it. Start by proclaiming God's goodness and his faithful love to yourself. 
Remind yourself of what God has done for you. Remind yourself of Christ's sacrifice. Start with yourself. Move on to your family. Let your graciousness be seen as a result of this, like we talked about Sunday from Philippians chapter 4. And be ready to tell others just about who this Jesus is and what he's done. There's lots of ways to spend Thanksgiving. There really is. There's lots of ways to look at the holiday season. But let me encourage you with this, the last daily devotional of 2023, um, with this Thanksgiving Day devotion. Y'all, celebrate the holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Celebrate these things by what you do, not by just holding these things in. Mary got to ponder these things in her heart. She, that's what she got to do. We have to be the shepherds. We have to go tell it on the mountain. There is no better time of the year to do it. Remember what Jesus has done for you and let your thankfulness be known. Let's pray. Our God and our Father, I thank you for this time that you have given to us. And I pray that we would do what your word says, that we would say so, that we would point to your faithful goodness. Please work in our hearts to this end. And I pray it in Christ's name. Amen. Well, again, I'd like to thank you all for being a part of this time. And as we bring daily devotionals to a close for 2023, I'd like to thank you for being a part of all of these times. If you're brand new here, rewind on a sermon audio, but on Facebook, they're all on there. Um, but if you've been with us along the way, I think this is number 536, something like that. I don't know. I've, I've lost track. But I'm so glad and so blessed to have had this time with you. And I look forward to the new year when we can come back together. Until then, I hope that you all have a very happy Thanksgiving and New Year and a very, very Merry Christmas. Take care.